most entrepreneurs' biggest mistake is they consume too much of someone else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So they start asking themselves the question when they sit with their own, is this right? Yeah. They they devalue their thoughts because the volume of their own voice is so low, but the volume of us on the internet is too loud. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most, but still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah, that's what the journey's about. Yeah. What's going on, y'all? This is Justin Owens, the host of the Run the Play Show. I help break down the top plays of success from top leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities by sharing gems from their personal playbook. And today, I got my guy, Marcus Rozier, <laughs> in the building, <laughs> <laughs> CEO of Win the Day Group. And uh, man, we're gonna have a, a dope conversation. He's he is an incredible leader, by the way. Just so you all know, like I, you know, I don't just say that by anybody. Like he has a great. Uh, mentality when it comes to growing and scaling businesses, but he has a unique approach on on how he does it. So we're going we're going to jump into that uh, as well. But I like to talk about the other sides of entrepreneurship as well. That mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't see, right? Yeah. It's like okay, oh, you're building brands, like you're launching this, you're launching that. But what a lot of people don't understand is like that's one part of business, but it's a whole other side. Like you're a father, yeah. Uh, you are the leader of a church. Yeah. Uh, you're a husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're a son. There's, yeah. So, there's, so, so how, how have you seen, and, you know, now being a brand new father, how have you been able to now, like, handle operating in all of these different roles that you have to, to handle every day? Well, it's, it's two things. Number one, I have to practice what I preach. So yeah. we have within my community these rules, okay. so to speak. Uh, and I always say you can't build a business bigger than you build yourself mm. because the whole business sits on you. Yeah. So th- I have to live that out. Mm-hmm. Building a business bigger than you build yourself, I started telling people we go, a, part, a portion of who we are, the business us goes out and makes the money. Yeah. But money is not enough to pay for insecurities. Money is not enough to pay for trauma. Money is not enough to pay for procrastination. Mm-hmm. Because you made money doesn't mean you absorbed all those personality traits, character traits. So sometimes a part of us goes out and make the money while the insecure us sit home unemployed and say, hey, now that you made it, I'm going to spend it. Yeah, yeah. Our trauma, we go out and make the money to yeah. business us while yeah. our trauma sit home unemployed and say, yeah. would you bring us back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go out and build relationships while yeah. the person, the other part of us that don't trust people sit at home and say, watch me mess this up. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So what I've had to do now, becoming a new father, admit I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. This is a new role. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being in control. I'm yeah. used to a regiment where I wake up a certain time. Yeah. So I've had to now do heavy time blocking, and I live based on theme. So yeah. Monday for me is my coaching day. Yeah. T- what I got? Ten, twelve, <clears throat> six, eight. I, those are my coaching times. Yeah. Tuesday is my creative day where I'm filming, creating content. Wednesday is what I call worship and wellness, where I'm going to spend time. Of course, I pray every morning, but I'm going to spend yeah. a little more time and kind of check in with God myself. Thursday is my think day, where I make appointments with thoughts. So it might be a question within the company where we call them money holes. It's not where we're losing money, but it's where we're not maximizing a revenue stream mm-hmm. or it's where we need to train someone or where we need to move someone around. So I just list the same way I can meet with you. I list questions on my calendar. I sit with those and think through them, listen to music, relax state. Yep. Friday's more of a flex day, right? That pattern and that rhythm 
allows me to do it, and then I switch things up between whether I'm on morning shift or night shift. Yep. So <laughs> okay. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. So I say I might say certain times I'm gonna wake up in the morning, do my morning routine, and I'm gonna just be a father until until twelve. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I know I clock in at twelve. Hey, yep. I'm gonna chill all day. I'm gonna start at two. Yep. Just giving myself <clears throat> that flexibility, like. You're managing yourself like a job would. Hey, yep. you're on night shift. Hey, you're on morning. But yep. as a CEO of multiple companies, I'm doing that same thing. It's, do I get it right every day? No. Yeah. The goal is to just, almost like you're juggling, never go too long without touching everything. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Now, for my new entrepreneurs, we're, we're talking to the markets today. How long did it take you to get your schedule Ooh. to that point? Oh, my God. I I feel like I've been an entrepreneur before I knew what an entrepreneur was. I'm from Florida. Yeah, me so too. Me too. From, from, from my there. neighborhood, we call them frozen cups or juleps and all yeah, that stuff. Uh-huh. So I sold those. I sold golden. I sold gold caps, yeah. mixed CDs, yeah. the do rags that were split black. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was entrepreneur. Look, okay, we, we got come from the same cloth. <laughs> like selling everything, yeah. right? But so back then I didn't know how. It wasn't until. I built when you build something bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. you had to have a schedule. When it was just me, I could do it whenever I wanted to. Yeah. Uh growth made me create structure. Mm. You know, so yeah. one of the mistakes, can I say say this? Yeah. One of the mistakes that I made that and I'm only telling people the mistakes I made. I'm not talking at them, I'm talking with them based yeah. on experience. Is most of us build companies with the assumption that it won't be wildly successful fast. Mm. So we think we'll always have time to perfect things that are flaws in our business, right? So we start the company and we think, oh, okay, it'll only be 12, 15, 100 people. But we never assume that it'll be successful fast. So we build companies preparing for marathons, but success sometimes can happen in sprints. Yeah, 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 that's (laughs) true. Yeah, because you can easily look at somebody else's, like everybody else's story, and there are always exceptions to the rule. A lot of times, people don't think they're the exception. One hundred percent. And so, but you gotta understand. Sometimes you can't be the exception, which is also a trick, because there's some people that they expect their journey to be yeah. the exception all the time, and that's not also true. Either. And that balance, like yeah. that, that super assumption. If I if, and I'm bring it to myself, but I'll make it biblical. It's like, what if Noah assumed that the animals wouldn't come? Yeah. Now you got to renovate the top part of the art where you should have already had it built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had I things happen fast. Wrote my first book, 2015. This part of my entrepreneurial journey, and I sold a thousand copies in the first 30 days. Wow! Congratulations. Man, thank you. I, that book, that first book, went on to sell 10,000 copies by 2016. I was traveling all over the country on down the line speaking. Then schools started asking me and corporations when I would speak, "Hey, we can't pay you for speaking, but we can buy books." Oh. But now you need a distribution channel. You need a way to track how many books you have on hand. You need yeah. a contract in place. See what I'm saying? Yeah. The assumption that it wouldn't be wildly successful made me think I had time to have paperwork in place I should have already had. Mm. So I always tell people, build everything with the assumption that it'll be wildly successful fast. If it don't happen fast, you'll be prepared. Oh, yeah, I like that. I so like that. that's the rhythm of who was I before then? Mm-hmm. Expert procrastinator that made the excuse that we all make. I work well under pressure. No, yeah. you don't. You nah, just procrastinate. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. You know? well, so, what what are some of the things? Like, if I'm new and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, and obviously I know you have an entire program that you yeah. offer people. Like, high level, like, all right, hey man, if you was the, some things that I need to get in order to be ready, yeah, for that growth, what what would those things be that most I'll, people skip? I'll simplify it. I'll say. Form your process based on questions. It's the easiest way to do it. Okay. So the first question I would ask is, if someone just learned about who I am, they should watch what, they should do what, and how do they pay me? That's going to tell you the first steps. What should they watch? watch? 
What should they do? How do they pay you? So what should they watch? Meaning, how do you educate them on who you are? Are they reading something? Are they watching a video? Are they seeing a case study? Are they seeing testimonials to hear from other people? Are they watching your backstory? Mm -hmm. Is it all of that in a seven, eight minute? Is it a video sales letter that tells them what you were, what you are now, and where you're going as a company? Right? Mm -hmm. What do they watch? What do they do? Do they click something? Do they schedule a call? Do they... Do they have an appointment? Are there prerequisites? And then how do they pay you? What's the process of that? Yeah. If you don't think through those three things, you don't have a lead generation process. Yeah. So now you can actually be putting out content. You can actually be speaking on stages and don't have a process for people to go through. Start with those three questions. I love it. Mm. Secondly, I would go to I would go into what I teach what I teach is there ought to be this process, if this if-then process. Okay. If they do blank, then I do blank. Mm-hmm. So if they don't pay, then I send what? Mm. If they don't show up for the appointment, then I do what? Yeah. If they ghost me, then I do what? Yeah. That's your follow-up process. Got it. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of things that people put together like after the fact, like you said. What What are some of the the... the challenges you see with newer entrepreneurs now so it's like okay i hit you up mark because I, I i got this idea i want to get started what are some things that you see a lot of entrepreneurs that you're working with yeah make so i'm in a weird i'm in a i wouldn't say weird i'm in a di- very blessed place we get a lot of people that are high level professionals that have money and have built something let's say attorneys lawyers people who already generate revenue i got a guy who's uh Neurologists, I got you know. So they, this all, what you do didn't all have to be on social media. Yeah. Okay. So some of them have been doing it for years. Let's say I got a guy who's a doctor, but he doesn't like he he meet he works for a hospital, but he can't practice holistic medicine within that practice. Got it. So he wants to create an online program to teach people and educate them on something he can't do in his practice. Got it. Yep. Has money, not new to business, yep. but new to online. I like that. Right. Yep. But what we find is these people who make two hundred, three hundred thousand over here that won't charge more than 200 over here. They have a mental block as it relates to the information that they know. Mm -hmm. So they paid multiple six figures to acquire a degree that now they don't think is worth $200 to teach someone else. (laughs) So several things, I'll go back to the beginning. Most entrepreneurs' biggest mistake is they consume too much of someone else's thoughts. Mm -hmm. So they start asking themselves the question when they sit with their own, is this right? Yeah. They they devalue their thoughts because the volume of their own voice is so low, but the volume of us on the internet is too loud. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, and I think that I think that's a, a challenge. I mean, in in part of it is because of what people see all the time, mm. right? Um, but I, you know, a lot of people have this thoughts like I, I want I need to find a way to stand out, and you know, a lot of times their way to stand out is to do what somebody's already doing, and I'm like, that's that's not how you stand out <laughs> at all. Right? Because believe it or not, when you were born, you 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 were made already standing out. Yeah. There's nobody that is the same. Even people that look the same, they're not even the same. So and true. so when you find out how to tap into who you are, your challenges, your gifts, that is the separator. Yeah. Because like people are like, yo, like I can't do what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, but I can't do what you're doing either. Right. So and that true. and that's your gift. And I feel like more people, if they start tapping into that, and this is just my opinion. I feel like when you go in creation mode, you almost have to stop. Tuning into what other people are doing, bro. Yeah, this is what I do a lot. I just be like, listen, all right, you know what? I'm not paying attention to nobody else. I don't care what nobody else is doing, not in a negative way, but I just got to focus on my own stuff yeah. so I can make sure I'm getting what I'm receiving 
from the stuff I'm working on. So that's an exercise I just gave my community, and I just did an event. Before I did the event, for 30 days prior to that, I only I went back and watched interviews I did, speeches I did. Yep. I studied myself. What I wanted was I only wanted to hear me playing in my head yep. over and over and over mm -hmm. again. What I found was there was more depth in what I said because it's like when you're writing something, you leave words out. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, I thought I said this. Yeah, I could have said that. Yeah. Could have gone deeper with this. So that formed, and it made – what it also did, man, it allowed me to be like, that was pretty good. Yeah. It gave you respect for your own voice, your yeah. tone. Mm -hmm. I watched – I think like a year and a half ago I hit you. I was like, bro, I started studying your stuff. Talking, <laughs> you remember? I was like, yeah, yeah, talking I remember that. that. I started hearing you, and I didn't hear anybody else talk leadership the way you did. Yeah, leadership, I that, bro. Leadership could be like when I first learned funnels. It's such a boring – could yeah. be a boring subject, it is, right? yeah, yeah. And in the words of, I got to give him credit, Darius Daniels, leadership is a skill that you don't know you need until you're winning. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I went on this journey because my like we had, what, at the time, 28 people on staff for one of my companies. Yeah. And now it's like 21. That skill of leadership, I was used to working. Yeah. So I'm trying to rally people together to work at my pace, and I'm yeah. like, why is this, why y'all letting it mm -hmm. up? It just work differently, yeah. <laughs> differently to me. Mm -hmm. But I started watching you storytell. And the, the pace and cadence you take when you set people up, and it's almost like you hypnotize them. <laughs> they don't know what's coming. Yeah. You get them to admit things mm -hmm. without you saying it. Yeah. So if this was happening, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And the person pulls himself in, I would do this. And mm -hmm. you, it's like this journey of discovery. I fell in love yeah. with watching the pattern of it because I watched speaking. Yeah, appreciate that. I man. can't do that, though, yeah. right? I, my style is totally different. So I had, if I'm not careful, I'll find myself saying, <laughs> okay, so story is told, everybody. <laughs> I'll be trying to pull yeah, a gesture. Yeah, no, I yeah. had a suit on and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, not, and I feel like that's that's the gift because, like, like here's the other thing: the stuff you do with like breaking down details and structure. That is not my gift. Gotcha. At all. Like I get in business, I'm like, all right, look, let's go make these videos. Do this. Like, I can do the hey, make the videos. How we pay? Do all this. But now we're talking about these other things. That's when I started. That's when I had to realize, like, leadership. To be honest with you, I was like, okay, I don't have these gifts. So I need to get really good at having a group of people around me that do have these gifts. Mm -hmm. And then we got to put in place things that make sense for people to utilize their gifts so we can all grow. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that does take leadership and it, it takes communication. It takes a lot of communication, but understanding who people are and what moves them and what desires they have. And then sometimes like making sure that they're happy with what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and those, those are things that were like, I used to say when I first got in business that I didn't like working with teams because I didn't have, I didn't like to depend on people for money. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I don't want to do no, I got to depend on a whole bunch of people. And then I was like, the reason I felt like that is because I wasn't good at it. Wow. And I said, because I really do like doing stuff with people, but if you're not good at it, naturally you start saying you don't like it. But yeah. no, you, you do like it because here's the other side. Some of y'all are going to realize is you start building a business, you're going to be like, man, I want to rest. <laughs> well, so how do you rest if you don't have a team? Bro. How do you have? How do you rest if you don't have systems? Or if you don't have systems, at least have. I mean, if you don't have a team, at least have systems. Yeah. Which is still going to take a team of people to oh put together. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Because what you're ultimately doing is, I'm, I'm trying to get long winded with it, but it's a full thought. I got to. I got. Now go get it out. So, what people don't realize, if the money that you make only moves at the speed of your hands, you only have two hands. Mm. Right. So yeah. that means your income and revenue is capped. Yeah. You need the ability to employ the hands of other people so you can duplicate the work. Yeah. If your revenue and your thoughts and your infrastructure is supported by your thoughts, you only have one mind. Dang. So you need the yeah. minds of other people. Yeah. If 
the money that you make is only made by your activity, you only have 24 hours. Mm. But what happens where you can employ the hours of other people? Yeah, it becomes unlimited. And then the highest level is when you employ the revenue that you made, so now your money makes money. Hmm. All of this can't be done by you. Yeah, can't. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's possible. At, yeah. Or even at the highest level of personal development, I was talking about when you hire yourself. Hiring yeah. yourself is to say, okay, I will not be unemployed in my personal development, my mindset, my financial literacy, yeah. my relationship building. Because sometimes we have a skill, let's say, of communication. Mm -hmm. That singular skill doesn't grow a company. Yeah. The skill of communication has to be paired with the skill of marketing because you can yep. be great at something no one knows you do. Yep. The skill of marketing has to be paired with the skill of branding because when I'm looking for a speaker, I got to decide why do I want it from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so big. the brand yeah. is the decision to say, I want ketchup, but do I want Heinz or great value? Yeah. The market is ketchup. The brand is those different things. So mm -hmm. it's like you got to marry these skills together to truly build something big to say. And I, we find people all the time that are gifted and say, I'm the best in the world at what I do. But they only have a singular skill. They haven't paired these skills and hired themselves to say, you know what? I'm unemployed in my relationship building. So yeah. it's not that people don't know that I'm good. They just don't like being around me. Right. And it's rare that someone's going to invite you to their stage when they don't trust you. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Let me. All right, let me ask you this because this is a, a question that goes in what you were just talking about. How do you know if you're the person that needs to lead the ship or be a part of mm. somebody's yeah. vision? Ooh, that's a very good one. Uh, I think it goes back to being employed and having a, a, a accurate assessment of who you are. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. To really know yourself and to say, if you are a person that you know that you don't follow through with anything. Yeah. You, you don't have any schedule. If I ask you next week what you're doing. Yeah. I talk about what we call C CEO eye exam. You at least got to be able to see 90 feet in front of you, meaning 90 days. Mm -hmm. So if you, if from week to week you don't know what you're doing, you, you've looked at your life and you realize you have no structure, chances are yeah. you're not going to become a whole nother person as it relates to running a business. Yeah. Now, do you have to, like, let's use my company. I don't do any hiring. Yeah. I realize I hired people, but hiring is really not my skill. Yeah. Because I lack the patience. The last three people I've hired in the last year, this one guy, you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> I hired a videographer, bro, and this was... I had my, my baby February 22nd, which was like a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Saturday is Sunday. It's yep. late Saturday, Sunday morning. I was back home by Monday. I got on with him on Monday. I hadn't slept 24 hours later, and this is his first day. Mm -hmm. We got on at 9. He quit at 12. He quit first day because I'm, I'm, I do more skill-based, thought-based training. Yeah. So it's good for my COO to hire them, and then when they come in, she can do task-based training. I do yeah. skill-based. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I teach people how to think within the company. Yeah. So I'm asking him. He did a bunch of stuff for us, and the colors are red. Like, our colors are green, black, and white. So I'm like, so, so what was the thought behind it? <laughs> that's, that's, I, oh, now, my team who knows me. What would make you do that? Right? My team who knows me know it's not a rude question. I always ask that. Yeah. Hey, so what? Hey, we ought to do such and such. Okay, cool. What's the thought behind it? Mm -hmm. That's my ongoing question. I want to know, how did they come to that decision that we Correct. should do it? Mm -hmm. He don't know that. Yeah. So he feel challenged, he feel uncertain, it's the rest of the team, it's his first day. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, hey, speak up, why you keep muting yourself? They know, got to show yourself on screen, I want high energy. Yep. I don't want to be in a meeting with a bunch of people just sitting there quiet, right? So yeah. my man, he quits and said, and finally tells us, I don't like being questioned in public. Now, uh, it wouldn't have worked anyway. Yeah. However, I hired him, but I hired him based on skill, not culture fit. Mm, so great. I didn't realize, he should have gone out. 
he should have gone through a string of things that we normally have in place, but I'm rushing to patch a hole. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we need this, this, this. So that's yeah. when you realize, to your question, you, I'm assertive, I'm clear, I'm direct, I don't yeah. know to cut corners. And I'm not rude, but it's yeah. like, oh, hey, how's things going when I really want to ask for something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, you, you know what's funny? I've been thinking about this. This We went fishing this weekend, and it, it hit me um, while we were fishing because I thought about it like, so I didn't go to college. Did you go to college? And then kind of. Okay, you did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go at all. I didn't even. St- I, I stepped foot to like try to meet teachers, and I never did it. Yeah. But I started thinking about it. Is that like entrepreneurship is one of the only spaces you can buy the top position? Wow. Wow. In in like as a doctor, I can't I can't go to school and just be like, yo, hey, just I'm, I just want to pay this money, and I'll be <laughs> yeah. a doctor. No, it don't, it don't work like. Even if you pay the money, there's no guarantee that you get it. So true. And so when you you hear this quote that's like. Um, you know, be careful how you treat people on the way up because you may run across the same people on the way down. So true. Some people, because the way they got to the top is they just pay for it, but they never ran across no people to the top either. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and so on the way down, there's nobody there either. And so there, there's there's a pro and con to like entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, okay, you know, it's very easy to buy being a CEO, buy the LLC, you buy the equipment, and you're there. Congratulations. But now, do you have the skills? Now, do you have you the ability? You're doing that thing again. <laughs> I don't think you realize. I wish I had my phone. It's just, but it was like, do, now do you have the ability that's behind it that's going to keep you there? Yeah. Because anybody, anybody can do that stuff. But it's like, how do you, how do you, like Jay Z said, he would say, man, it's uh, he said, what do you say? Uh, somebody doing great for like a year or two, we call that being hot. But like, if you could do it for over ten years, that's when you step into greatness. And yeah. I feel like that's that's where you start stepping into leadership because leadership is. It's some of the things that you're saying. You're literally saying, hey, I've got a successful company, but I suck at these things. Oh, my God. So, yeah. so, so it's, it's also the humility to admit where you have faults. So true. It's the, the humility to admit where you have challenges, but now the ability to say, okay, I had to either fix this, which, you know, we got to fix it over time anyway, but while I'm working on myself, yeah. can I also incorporate some other people or get some people around me to help me fix it? Can I add guys? to that? Let me first say how brilliant that thought is. Like, Thank you, bro. I'm such a student of brilliant thinking mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I, I always tell people the same way that the human body receives and digests food the human brain does the same and it processes through our belief system yeah so when you're talking my mind is like oh <laughs> like you can buy your way to the top like yeah. but to that end I used to invite and this might be a great nugget for someone everyone on my team into the same room yeah I quickly learned that was the worst thing I could have done for because sure. I'm some people only know how to see things from the level of a problem. Yeah. Some people talk and think at the level of solution. So when I'm in innovation mode and ideation mode, certain people go in that room. Yeah. When I'm in execution mode, certain people in that room. And what that's I found true. is certain team members cannot handle the version of me that's in execution mode. Hmm. It, it seems like I'm rude or mean yeah. because the thing becomes the most important thing yeah, versus sure. the people. Yeah. In ideation or in culture building mode, the people become the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So in certain rooms where I'm fun and energetic, and which I am, and people are the most important thing, you get it because you got a crazy personality and Mm -hmm. we joke and laugh, but there's another side of you that made you successful where you snap into a different mode and the most important thing is the work, and certain people can't handle that. They can only handle the cultural meetings where they become the most important thing. Yep. Hi, man, how's everything going? Okay, yeah. cool. So here's where we going. They love those type of things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm learning to protect for dear life certain who you have to be and how you jump into roles and yeah. 
the certain functions of your personality to yeah. only have certain people that get that side of you and can support, support that side of you that really knows you. Like, I'm so blessed, man. Uh, I, I want to say her name on it, Christian. Like, she's, she was a, a student of mine, mm -hmm. Taryn Klein. I trained her for two years to be COO. Wow. I would only give her problems and tell her, hey, how would you handle this? Mm -hmm. And wait like two, three weeks, and then we'd get on and talk about it. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't do that, but do this. Mm. And just she was, she loved the process of learning. Now she can think for me, but she also gets when I'm tired, when I'm sharp, when I'm short. Yeah. She also she understands, understands who you are. Don't bring it to me unless it's thought through, right? So mm -hmm. she knows, but by the time I get it, I'm going to critique it. I'm super fast. Yeah. All, just nuances of my personality where she'll yeah. tell the team, ah, don't give him all of that. Yeah. I like the voice note. I don't want to listen to a voice note. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, she yeah. just know all those things, so what she does is carry that over. We have a policy within our company. <laughs> Wait, you said you like the voice note, but you don't like listening. No, no, <laughs> at all. Like, text it to me. Okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> that's probably me. No, no. Like that? That's probably me. I'd be like, bro, why'd you just send me a voice note for two minutes? But I'll do it quickly. Yes. Bro, if it's longer than a minute, I'm like, ooh, if you'd like to make a call, please yeah. say, mm -hmm. just the nuance of having a person that could extend that. Or I'm big on these cultural things that we embody. Like one of our cultural rules as a company is that I don't know expires in 24 to 48 hours. Mm. You can pay it every two weeks. So yeah. if you come to a meeting and say, I don't know. And two weeks later, you still don't know you got paid for not figuring out a problem, which means you just gave your job to me. Yeah. That means I got to figure it out and pay you. Mm -hmm. and that's not being mean. It's embedding these things to say, That's boring. ask me, I'll help you think through it and then say, okay, well, here, let's figure out this, this, and this. Or if we're saying, hey, I don't know how to, you asked me to change how our captions look on the video. I'm not sure how to do that. Okay, let's look up at least these three things. I'm going to give you what to look up. Yeah. But it's your job to figure out, I don't know, in 24 to 48 hours and mm -hmm. follow back up. Yeah. If not, you're telling me I don't know. And with the internet, you don't plan on solving it. So out of 24 to 48 hours, that's 16 hours of work. So in 16 hours of work, you didn't solve a problem? Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's, that's culture. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. I don't know, expired in 24 to 48 hours. Excellence for us is doing the best that we can with what we have. Yeah. So like we that. define these things yeah, clearly. And what we have. Yeah. So, hey, why didn't we do such and such? Oh, we didn't have blah, blah, blah. But we do have this. Does mm -hmm. that mean you violated that? So it's like you're yeah. embedding these things and you have a person that can push, that can push and emphasize yeah. these main things that now makes business and life easier. Yeah, I like that. Let, let's go back. Let's go to like the, the business side, right? Because you said you'll take somebody that may be doing well off of social media. Yeah. And then they'll get on. And I know a lot of people like that. They're like, oh, I've had this job for like 20 years and I do good out of here. But then I have no followers. I have yeah. no, where does the person start from there? Man, so great <clears throat> that you asked. So when I started, we used to lean heavily into um, helping coaches and entrepreneurs be able to generate revenue without a lot of followers. That was our yeah. emphasis. The mm -hmm. reason why I felt equipped to do that is because my first multiple six-figure year, I had less than, than 10,000 followers. Hmm. My, by the time I made a million dollars, I still didn't have 10,000 followers. I've been right at it. Yeah. So I made the bulk of my money without a lot of followers. Yeah. There's this thing I teach, and I'll make it simple and tell them the first step to take. I talk about everything that we do must pass the B3 test. Okay. That's where every move we make must build our business, our brand, and our bank account. Hmm. If it only makes you money, then it, it fails the B3 test because every customer represents five people. So you made money at the expense of hurting your brand. People who sell quick Black Friday sales, you made money, but that person will never buy from you again. So you don't realize you lost money while making money. Yeah. Right? 
if it doesn't build your business, it's not sustainable. You can't pivot with it. So the first thing that I did, I focused on building a strong and intentional business. You can hear from me the level of clarity surrounding business. Yeah. But I didn't build a brand. Right, so people are just starting to discover. Oh man, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now I'm intentional about brand. Yep. Because when what I never wanted, when you get online, and this is going to answer the question, you don't know who's on the other end of that camera. Correct. So you're making a promise to perfect strangers, and you better hope your business is strong enough to make good on that promise. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. I help you get to six figures. Mm -hmm. But if you just got raw information, your co in the coaching space, you can't turn your coaching program into speaking engagements yeah. where on Zoom you're doing speaking engagements every week. Yeah. No. Yeah. You need an actual sustainable process that walks people from where you pick them up from to dropping them off at the promise that you made them. So mm -hmm. if you say, I'll pick you up from not knowing how to re how to repair your credit to repairing your credit, that's a promise. Yeah. Hey, I'll show you how to go from a raw idea to building an online coaching program, getting your first 10 clients, and making five figures. That's yep. a promise. Yeah, that is. So your process is to pick them up from where you where you you believe they are to drop them off at that. What I would, would say to a person in three simple steps, if you don't have a lot of followers, no one cares. Because when you get on a plane, you're putting your life in the hands of the pilot and you've never asked him how many followers he has. Yeah. The higher the skill set, you don't care. Yeah, that's a fact. You lay down and let, let the person with anesthesia put you to sleep without asking, hold on, before you put that mask, how many followers? Mm -hmm. You let the dentist go in your mouth. You let the doctor repair your knee because I've had knee surgery. I know yep. you have. Yep. Achilles, yep. Had a surgery and you never asked how many followers. Yep, that's true. Why, when we take our talents to the internet, we believe we can't help people until we build more followers? Hmm. All I'm Jeez. doing is sharing with you what already was. Yeah. You don't co-sign and vote on me based on how many people follow and likes and comments. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> right? So what I tell people, if every time I show up online, I am answering a question that you have in your mind, you don't care how many followers I have. Mm. So if your question is, man, how do I lose stubborn belly fat without abandoning my business, losing money, going on a fad diet? Yeah. If all my content answers that. You don't care how many followers. That's a fact. So if I say, hey, what's up, family? I'm going to show you how to lose stubborn belly fat without going on fad diets, giving up food you love, or spending hours in the gym. Hmm. See, I, that's yeah. messaging. So you need clear messaging and a clear offer. You don't need more followers. Hmm. <laughs> that's a clear message. Jeez. It's a clear solution. You divide that clear brand promise into content buckets. Okay. One of those content buckets could be what we refer to as heart content, where a person can get to know you and trust the information from you. Yep. That's your journey of why you care about weight loss. That's how you discovered this process. That's help. That's the empathy that you need so people can know you're talking at them versus talking with them. Mm -hmm. That's over the shoulder. That's content that is natural. It's native. It's you planning for them. Yeah. Head content is the information of how to lose the belly fat without yeah. spending hours in the gym. Mm -hmm. It's the how to do this, how to do that, top exercise, top foods. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you're going out on the weekend and you know you want to have a drink without feeling guilty, here are the top drinks you can have without a lot of calories. Yeah, that's good. See how I'm digging deeper and deeper yeah. in content. Mm -hmm. When we talk about what I call hand content, it's how someone can do it without you. Yeah, okay. If I do that for a long period of time, Bro, I've got a brand. Yeah. People trust me, and indirectly, they're going. I'm going to grow my followers, but I can make revenue already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. I mm. started answering. I would, bro. I'm willing to read an entire book to answer one question for my clients. Yeah. I'm willing to to pay money to go to a conference to learn something to be able to help my clients. You don't earn the right to be paid if you don't work for free for people to solve their problem and learn how to solve it. 
You earn their money. You earn them. Sheesh. Yeah, so it's like that's what people, people that don't have a lot of followers that are thinking they need that, what they're lacking is they're focusing on content development, not business development. Mm. Bring you to the internet fully prepared, fully equipped, able to answer questions. And if you can answer questions on a consistent basis, every one person represents five people. Mm -hmm. They will tell others about you. And my goal when I started was make one person a day love me. That mm. was it. Yeah. I only wanted one person a day to love me. And indirectly, I stumbled on a whole lot more and made a whole lot more money. Wow. That's deep. I We, we have this segment in the show, uh, you know, because when you play sports, you got flops, fumbles, failures, mm. all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and the section I always have is uh, breakdown or breakthrough, mm. right? Uh, have you ever had any breakdowns in your business and you had to break through it? And if so, would you, whatever you feel like sharing, sharing that breakdown and then share something that you learned or found out about yourself or about business, whatever that allowed you to break through? Man, do you want current or past? Whatever you want to share. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to share, honestly. I'll go I'll <clears throat> I'll go quick with it and get both. So my past breakdown was I built a business model. I had written a, a whole lot of books. So in my first year, tw uh, July of twenty fifteen, I wrote I pub self published five books in the same year. Wow. Right. So I wrote a whole lot of books. I ended up writing twenty three books. I self published five in that first year. My breakdown was I built a horrible business model. Books are bad a bad business model self-published because every day you got to find a new customer. Yeah. The lifespan and the relationship to the customer, although they love me, it was nothing else to buy from me. Yeah. So, man, I love the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what? And they can just tell other people about me, and it made me revenue, but it didn't build a business. Yeah. So it didn't pass the B3 test. Mm -hmm. Bank account grew, Yeah. but not brand and business, right? Mm -hmm. So I quickly discovered that was a bad business model, and the better business model was to create a comprehensive company, meaning sell the books, but there's a group of people that want to write a book. Yeah. There's also a group of people that want self-published. They want to know, hey, how'd you determine trim size? How'd you know whether you do a five by eight or a six by nine? Mm -hmm. Hey, how did you know whether to do vanity publishing, subsidiary publishing, like all the elements? Mm -hmm. Hey, Marcus, how'd you pitch your book for radio and television? Yeah. Those segments. The deeper thing and the larger audience wanted those answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How'd you do a contract with Cabo San Lucas, Mexico? where the first book they read was your book in English. Mm. People wanted to know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my breakdown was understanding they didn't just want the end result, they wanted the process. Mm. So that actually was a business model that now opened things up. That's really how me and Neil connected. Like, wow. Neil and I formed a partnership where I already had a, a done-for-you service book publishing company mm -hmm. that we would do ghostwriting, editing, formatting, book cover, came with 50 books, and I would build a landing page. Back in 2015, I was building funnels. Wow. No one knew what it was. Yeah. That was for $1,500. Yeah. Don't well, tell came with 50 books. Sign me up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Neil and I met, and I was telling him about it, and he was like, man, let's partner. And we helped in that first year, I want to say over 100 authors, and we used to do these things called Boardroom Bosses Author Edition for four hours teaching people how to write and publish their books mm -hmm. for $100. Now, you know Neil the way I know. We, he yeah, was, he would never do that. Right. Yeah. So, like, that was 2015, 2016. That's when we met and really formed a partnership, traveled all over, helping authors on down the line. That was my breakdown, the breakthrough, because I lost a whole lot of money. I was working with people that no matter what I did, they didn't understand the value of it. Mm -hmm. I had people complaining about $1,500 to done-for-you book. Yeah. And and funnel. Mm -hmm. Just think about that. Yeah, yeah. That's and it came with 50 copies you sell for $20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So that was that. My current man, which is a very transparent moment, if I can share this, is four, about four months ago, around the same time that I'm getting ready to have my first child, I decided to take a wrecking ball to my entire business. Hmm. Um, we looked at, and our company is divided, when my team gives me a report, ours um, discover, design, deliver, uh, delegate, right? Mm -hmm. So discover, we help you discover your mindset messaging, your actual monetization model, your offer, design, yeah. we build everything out, the course, et cetera. Deliver, we teach how to launch, sell it. Long story short, we determine when we intake new customers based on percentage of where our clients are. Okay. So if too many people are in the discovering design phase, we don't take on new customers. We need to find a way to figure out why haven't they launched. Right, yep. So that's how I make the decision as CEO. I start seeing the percentage, and I was like, man, most of these people think the so the goal is to actually create a course, not to launch it. Mm -hmm. Not enough of them are launching it. I reevaluated everything and told the team, and this is why I love my team. I was like, hey, revenue's going to feel really different in the next four months. We're not going to sell anything. We're going to dissolve all our current offers, and mm -hmm. we're going to rebuild the company. Hmm. This at the same time I'm planning a conference, at the same time I just had a baby, mm -hmm. it's at the same time I started a new business, Rain Media Company. Mm -hmm. So I got a brand new staff on a media company. Yep. And, bro, the breakdown was that feeling of no revenue selling nothing for four months with a payroll of that many people, mm -hmm. it felt different. <laughs> oh, it felt like this is very, I've never, I haven't shared this at all. Yeah. Bro, paying people and they're doing nothing. Mm. Because for four months, you're in ideation with your top people. Yeah. Your people that's underneath that is they're just not, waiting yeah. on, mm -hmm. you know, for the call. what's next. Mm -hmm. We had a program called, man, this is very transparent, uh, Course Funding Accelerator. Okay. It's our top program. In 2022, we, we took people from idea and 533 courses we created from scratch. Wow. Bro, we dissolved that. We already had 15 people signed up. We only take 15 to 10 people at a time. 15 people signed up for that current one. And another 15 sign up for the next one. Mm -hmm. With those who paid, it's a five-figure program. $150,000. Mm -hmm. We reimbursed them the money. Hmm. The work, I'm talking about the hardest thing I ever had to do. <laughs> Imagine you're selling nothing for four months. You gave back $150,000 mm -hmm. and those who were going to pay in the next one. Send the email out in essence to fire all your current clients. Yeah. And we rebuilt the whole business. Wow. That's my breakdown. Yeah. But the breakthrough was I got clear. Let's redo all of this and let's make it to where we have the most comprehensive business where now we reposition it. And our new thing is we help coaches and entrepreneurs transition into CEOs of stress-free million-dollar education companies. Hmm. We show them how to create monthly launch cycles yep. and sell their offer working less than seven days a month. Wow. Right? Yeah. That clarity and that system where our low-level, I wouldn't call it low-level, our entry-level program, Content to Cash Flow, where we show them how to create content to generate revenue, and it's a full training portal that is comprehensive, all done for you. Wow. Our second level, Five Figure Month Mastermind, where we show them how to create, launch, sell, and scale an offer. Mm -hmm. Our highest level, Mob Millionaires, where we show you literally how to create high-ticket coaching programs, and here was the mistake that people were making in the space. People knew how to market programs, not how to fulfill on them. Right, yeah. So we focused on the fulfillment, mm -hmm. client acquisition, back end, how to overcome chargebacks, how to prevent them, how mm -hmm. to do onboarding, kickoff calls, how to set up your coaches. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what goes on a portal? Mm. How long should the videos be? How to you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's this high level comprehensive thing that we set still, and it is the proudest I've ever been. Because now I can say, 
All of our offers, we tied ourselves into it. If you don't make your money, I will coach you for free until you do. Hmm. I'm bought into your success because yeah. I lose money if you don't succeed. Yeah. yeah, like that's my breakthrough. Yeah, no, that's yeah. big. That's big. And I appreciate the transparency, bro. Yeah. I think more people need to hear that because so many people enter entrepreneurship with faulty expectations. Oh yeah, because most people only see us today, so the, so they didn't. And some of it is because during our early days, social media wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, and so even if we was put it out, we. Most of us didn't have no followers anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like no, nobody would see it, but I think people need to hear it today, right? Because what I think what y'all are hearing today is like, listen, somebody's been an entrepreneur for how many years? 20, this business is 2014. Yeah, so nine years, Yeah. I'm almost 10, and still making adjustments and still growing. It's, it's still yeah. making almost pivots inside of your business model. Yeah. And sometimes we think, oh, okay, I'm going to get this one thing, and that one idea is going to grow. And I'm not saying it won't, but you're still going to grow, and you're going to have to make changes, you're going to have up. You're going to have downs. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. And, and if you can't get used to that philosophy, like, hey, man, you, one year might be the best year of your life, and the next year might be the worst year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can literally go through those ebbs and flows. But as you start to get better and you start understanding, you know, how to run the business the right way in the systems and your personal cash flow and the business cash flow, yeah. you know, I think it definitely starts to make things uh, more effective. Man. So can I, I add one thing yeah, to that? Yeah. I think one of the hardest things an entrepreneur will ever have to do is stop doing something that currently makes them money to eventually do something that will make them a whole lot more money and help more people that you're actually making the money from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's that's it's probably one of the toughest decisions. I actually I I actually recently made a decision like that. Wow. And wow. it's it's tough because it's a weird spot because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm making good money. And I'm not unhappy necessarily. <laughs> but you just want to do something. In a different way, yeah. In a, in a way that that moves you, and you, so you're 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 right about that thousand percent. It's 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 probably one of the toughest decisions to because you look at it and you're like, Whew, all right, yeah. But you, we all have to have those bedrock parameters, like yeah. those missions, those internal mission statements, yeah. or what I call internal scoreboards. Because mm -hmm. some think money means you're winning, but yeah. that's money's not the most important thing to me. Nah, Mine me is these four things: like what pleases God, what I'm gifted at and love doing, what helps people. What pays us well? What pays me well is number four. Yeah, right. So it has to qualify those four things for me. Yeah, man, I love that. This is a dope conversation, man. I, oh, I you my guy. Yeah, like, I appreciate you coming through, man. Because listen, I'm telling you, this guy's a genius when it comes to building and scaling businesses. And I really wish that this was probably around when a lot of people started in business because oh, wow. you know a lot of people just it's it's gaps and not everybody has a chance to recover. You know when they get into entrepreneurship because yeah. I've literally seen people take out loans for big programs and I'm not saying everybody has a big ticket program they all are bad because I know some that are really really good but I also know some of the people that like I had a person they, they was like hey I bought this course on how to do some stuff online and I'm just trying to figure out how to set up my Shopify and I was like <laughs> bro you just said you paid $30,000 you don't know how to set up your Shopify yeah that's out of order yeah now, I don't know who fault it is. Somebody got to fix this. I don't know who it is. And I'm like, but, <clears throat> you know, here it is. And now you got a person that's like, they probably still making payments on that. And it's, to me, it's it's just like traditional education, though. Yeah. You know, you got great colleges. You have some that aren't so good. You have great career paths. You have some that aren't so good. And I feel like as entrepreneurs, we probably got to do a better job of how people handle real education, which is before you just go to college, you try to go there. Yeah. You meet the the, the, the dean. You get you go to the registration office. You see the 
the the environment, and then you make a decision. Yeah. A lot of times, when people doing a lot is like, okay, boom, let me buy this, and it's like, but did you get a chance to get in? Did you talk to any yeah. of the students? Yeah. How was their experience? Did yeah. they like going there? Did you talk to some of the students that graduated? What did yeah. they learn? There? You know, have you talked to some people that have graduated and now have a job? What's been their experience? Yeah. And then if you start taking that, I believe into entrepreneurship, it'll help you start making a little bit better decisions or at least make a decision with more information to help you make a better decision. Can I help your audience hmm? by telling them what I teach my students of how to how to determine what to pay for when how to determine if you invest in a program? Okay, talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, some people didn't cheat people. Some did. Yeah. Some people yeah. didn't cheat people. What happened was the person didn't know what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. So they bought brand based programs, meaning I like the person, so I'll buy the program. They didn't even know what they were buying. Correct. So I teach my clients, even if they don't invest in me, here's how you decide what program you need. There's one of four things you need or all four. You either need information, meaning yep. someone knows something that you don't know, and mm -hmm. if you knew it, you'd make more, have more, do more. Yep. So person might be teaching you how to build your business. One mm -hmm. person might teach you how to scale it. One person teaches you how to perfect your process. That's yep. information-based. That's yep. where someone's teaching you information. Yep. If you already have information, you don't need an information-based program or portal. You don't need to pay for a login with in-person events. You don't yep. need that. Mm -hmm. You might have the information and you need that second one, not information strategy. Okay. That's where you ask specific questions to see, do they provide strategy? Meaning, I already have a Shopify store. When I look at my analytics, I see that people are visiting the site, but my abandoned cart rate is at 60%. Yeah. You don't need information. Mm -hmm. You need a strategy-based program yeah. of how to convert the people that are in your abandoned cart yeah. sequence. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. So you ask questions, hey, I'm already doing this. Does your program help me do learn how to optimize X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Hey, I'm getting 100 people get on a sales call, but I'm only closing at 10%. I'm looking to increase. See, the, yeah. the sophistication of the question helps you determine what to pay for. Yeah. That's what, that's so deep. you might need information, you might need strategy. Some of us don't need information or strategy. We know what to do. We need a system. We have more business than we know what to do, but we don't follow up with people. Mm -hmm. We don't have a process to track it. Yep. We have students that don't show up for calls and then forget they're part of it and then say, oh, shoot, I don't need this no more. Yep. So you might need to pay for someone to come into your business and create the systems, meaning client acquisition system, client fulfillment system, client support system, client conversion system. Right, these different systems that mm -hmm. pull the lever yep. and draw revenue. Mm -hmm. Fourth is accountability. So RP information, strategy, system, accountability. Mm -hmm. You have that's where masterminds are great. You're not looking for information. Yeah. You're looking for confirmation. Say, yo, Justin, I'm doing such, such, and such. What are y'all doing? Oh, and it's that small pivot or yeah. or you want to ask, is this right? You want right. to collaborate with other people. You want to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need all four. Yeah. Great programs might have only 20% information, mm -hmm. about 30, 40% strategy, the other percentage would be system, and the larger percent is accountability to sustain these three. Mm. When you are asking questions before you pay your money, which of these four does the program offer you when you look at the contract and the landing page? If you can't answer them, keep your money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. I mean, that's, a, that's a great answer, and I think that's important. Like, if you just that piece of it will help save people money and help them make a, a better decision. 100%. When, when it comes to what they need. And I think what you're right is true. There are some people that what they thought they were paying for is not what they got. But it's, it's not the person's fault they bought it yeah. from either, because they gave you exactly what they said they was going to give you. They gave you information. Is what you, you need a strategy. Yeah, it's what you thought you, you needed. So I, I love that, man. Where can people find you after this? Man, well. 
whether you're the FBI or jealous girlfriend, I'm the easiest in the world to find. Yeah. Marcus, the letter Y. You got, you got to put the Y in there. You won't find me. Marcus, the letter Y, R-O-S-I-E-R, on all platforms. Okay. Um, Instagram is my social media drug of choice. Yep, there we go. Yep. <laughs> and YouTube, Same. right? Yep. And YouTube. So Marcus Y. Rose, if I can help you in any way, that's what it's about, us providing that information and helping one another. Dope, dope, dope. I appreciate you coming through, man. Anytime people come through, we like to give them a little, a little something. Just, well, you know, just look, a couple of little run to play pieces. Well, well let me so, get there. You see, I already got, you see what yeah, I got on I see, now. Yeah, he repping the brain. You know, the, the, yeah, the official uniform of entrepreneurs around the world. So, yeah, I got to get new ACOs, too. Y'all make sure I check it out. But um, just want to give you a couple, you know, run to play pieces just for coming through. And, uh, you know. Guys, I hope y'all really took notes of that. I, I got, I'm going to go back through and watch this one again because I really enjoyed it. Ooh. Shout out to Philly. But, uh, mama say, mama say, mama kusa. There you go. So you got it's a couple of new age pieces in there and there's a couple of run to play pieces in there. What I got to do to get show. one of those, though? You know what, man? I just got one of these. We want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my color, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, yeah. I got a book, too. Yeah, you got Brother, you know thank you. You're a class act, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you coming through. Blessing the audience with uh, this wisdom. Guys, y'all just got... Locked in on the Run the Play show. Gave you all the top plays. Now it's up to you to go run it. We'll see you on the next episode. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official Run the Play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's Run the Play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you